This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and alhamdulillahi na'hmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiru wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalahu man yudlil falahadilah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه تسليم كثيرة أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله عز وجل وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى التوفيق والمحافظة على الدين. We come to the second class today, inshallah, in explaining the book by الإمام الحميدي الكبير رحمة الله تعالى عليه أبو بكر عبد الله ابن الزبير ابن عيسى القرشي الأسدي الحميدي Rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi. That tremendous scholar and imam in al-Islam that we told you something about his history last week in the introduction and what some of the great scholars of al-Islam said about him. This tremendous imam who was one of the premier and formal students of al-Imam al-Bukhari to the point in the degree that al-Imam al-Bukhari has narrated over 75 hadith in his book. Sahih al-Bukhari, and he was narrating the hadith from this particular man, his Sheikh al-Humaydi. And from those a hadith that al-Imam al-Bukhari narrated was the very first hadith in his book, Verily, the deeds will be judged by their intention. This was the only Sheikh of al-Imam al-Bukhari who he took that hadith from, rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi. Ala kullin. We come now to the second issue and the second fundamental concerning the fundamentals of the sunnah, the asul of the sunnah. And that is what Imam al-Humaydi said. He said, the man who is in Islam and he's on the sunnah, he must know that al-Iman, faith, it consists of statements and actions. It increases and it decreases. And a statement of a person won't have any benefit until the statement is coupled with actions. And his actions and the statements together, they won't be of any benefit, of any avail, unless the two of them are connected and coupled with the near or the intention. And the statement of a person, the actions of a person, and the intention of a person, all of that won't benefit him at all unless the three of them are coupled with it being in accordance to the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. So we're dealing with the issue of al-iman. And this issue of al-iman is extremely important and you'll find that all of the scholars before al-iman al-humaydi and after him when they wrote books about aqidah and they mentioned about the fundamentals of the sunnah and the aqidah of ahlul sunnah all of them were sure to put this particular point in all of their books. It's consistent. And that's because this was one of the first fitnas 
that the different melal, melal, you know, the different groups that sprouted up their heads in Al-Islam, this was one of the first innovations and one of the first problems that has transpired. So it was only important, it was only fitting for Imam Al-Humaydi to start his book off with the issue about Al-Qadr because it's so important and it leads to that which is dangerous and destructive. And now the second issue is the issue of Al-Iman. Some of those scholars of the past used to mention Al-Iman first, like Al-Imam Abu Hatim Al-Razi, Al-Imam Abu Zura Al-Razi, the Raziyan, Rahmatullahi Alayhima. When they talked about the correct Aqid in Al-Islam, they mentioned Al-Iman and what you have to understand and know about Al-Iman, and they mentioned that first. So it just goes to show the consistency between the ulama of al-hadith and making ta'veem about all of these banood, all of these articles and all of these points. As it relates to everything that al-imam al-humaydi said, the other scholars said it as well. That al-iman, you will not be a mu'min until you believe that al-iman, it consists of statements and reactions. It goes up and it comes down. And that a person's statement will not benefit him until those statements are coupled with actions. His actions and his statements won't benefit him until he adds a third point to that. And that is the correct niyyah, the intention. And the three of things, those three things, his statement, his actions, his niyyah, won't benefit him yomul qiyamah unless all of those things are in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this jumla. This particular statement of Al-Imam Al-Humaydi was mentioned by all of those scholars. Some of them added on to what he mentioned and some of them didn't say exactly what he mentioned. They said a little bit less, but for the most part, it's all the same. And for that reason, in the book, Majmu' Al-Fatawa, Majmu' Al-Fatawa, Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala Alayhi, in volume number seven, Page number 225, he said, He said concerning what Al-Humaydi just mentioned about Al-Iman, statements and actions that goes up and it goes down. He said that this and the athar, the, 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 the proofs of it, the hadith of it, the statements of the companions, he said there are many, many proofs for this. Those scholars who have authored books, they have mentioned these things in the chapter of Al-Iman. And they mentioned this on the authority of the companions, on the authority of the tabi'een, and many, many books that are well known. So this is an example of how a Muslim has to connect himself to the ulama of Al-Islam. And it's also a very important and a critical point here as well that I have to mention. I told you concerning the minhaj of Imam Al-Humaydi in this book, sometimes he'll just mention that some of the scholars said a particular thing and he won't offer any delil because it's so well known and accepted amongst the scholars of the sunnah that he would just mention it. And sometimes he would bring a delil. Sometimes we bring a delil from the Quran, a delil from the Sunnah to support it. The reason why I'm making this point is that Imam al-Humaydi, when he didn't bring any delil to support it, he did it because it's well known 
None of the new revert Muslims, none of the new practicing Muslims should come and say, I just want the Quran and the Sunnah. Just give me the proof. I don't want to hear the kalam of the ulama. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because we have to understand, in the final analysis, it is the Quran and the Sunnah that's going to make something halal or haram, mustahab, something that is mubah or makruh. It's the Quran and the Sunnah. But we take the statements of the ulama of al-Islam to comprehend and to appreciate the Quran and the Sunnah. So beware of being one of those people who has al-ghurur or al-ijab in nafs where you think and you feel you're the one who loves the Sunnah and you're the one who wants to delil from the Quran and the Sunnah. Al-Imam al-Humaydi knew all of the qira'at of al-Islam. Al-Imam al-Humaydi memorized tens of thousands of the hadith of Al-Imam Sufyan Ibn Uyayna, rahmatullahi alayhi. Not to mention the other hadith of the sunnah that he mentioned, that he memorized. Tens of thousands of hadith from one imam. So what about the rest of the sunnah? And then someone's going to come and say, look, 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 just bring me the kitab and the sunnah. No. Bring me the kitab and the sunnah to establish what's halal and haram in the final analysis, but nestipnisu bi'aqwal al-ulama. We take the statements of the scholars and we are saved and protected by them when we take them in the correct way, in the correct understanding and with the correct light. So Imam Al-Humaydi, rahmatullahi alayhi, he didn't bring any delil for what he is mentioning here. And that's because it was well known and it continues to be well known. What are the proofs for the reasons why he is saying Al-Iman, faith, it is something that consists of statements and actions. It goes up, it goes down, and none of that will benefit a man if he just makes a statement without actions. Or he makes a statement, he has actions, but he doesn't have the need for them. Or he makes statements and actions in the correct need, but his statement, his actions, his need are not in, in, in accordance to the book of Allah Azawajal and the authentic sunnah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Another issue, Khwani, as it relates to this point, is that the scholars of Islam paid close attention to this issue. We have scholars who came and wrote just about Al-Iman, many scholars. One of the greatest is Al-Imam Ibn Manda. Al-Imam Ibn Manda, from the ulama of the Salaf and the Muhaddithin, has a book called Kitab Al-Iman. And other than him, Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahmatullahi alayhi, has a book as well called Kitab Kitab Al-Iman. So it goes to show the ihtimam and the concern that the scholars had for this issue, not to mention what I already told you. And all of the books of the sunnah that Al-Imam Al-Lalikali brought, Al-Imam Al-Sabuni brought, Al-Imam Ibn Zamanin, Al-Imam Al-Muzni, all of those imams, this uh, Ahmed, Sir Ahmed, Abdullah, Ibn Ahmed, all of them, Al-Barbahari, they also brought this in all of their books, defending the right aqidah and the sunnah of what the people of the Salaf were upon in this understanding of the issue of Al-Iman. It is an important issue, as I mentioned, and that is because if a person doesn't understand it the right way, and he understands it in the way that some of the deviated sects started to understand, then you're going to fall into glorifying al-nifaq, glorifying hypocrisy. 
Because if a person says Al-Iman is just for you to say and not to do any actions, then a person could just say he, he believes and he doesn't do any actions. And that's no difference between him and the hypocrites. And by going astray in this chapter, some people said Al-Iman is just to believe, but you don't have to do any actions. It is Al-Ma'rifah, for you just to know that there is Allah and you believe in that, but you don't have to do any actions. Actions are on one side and the Iman is on another side distinct from the actions. So this is encouraging people not to do the good deeds. It's encouraging people to be lazy, to suffer from khumul, to be lethargic when it comes to worshiping Allah. Another group of people went astray in this issue and that they started to make takfir of Muslims. Started to say Muslims were out of the religion because they didn't believe that Iman goes up or it goes down. You either have all of your iman or you don't have any iman at all. And when you commit a major sign, a major, a major sin, then you go outside of the religion of Al-Islam. So it is an important issue. Someone may say, but this was a long time ago that people were seeing this. People are not seeing that now or believing this now. I say, no, that's not true. People are seeing it now. People are believing in it now. And there's some people who don't do the actions. If you say, why aren't you wearing hijab? The lady says, my heart is pure. Why aren't you praying the five prayers every day? My heart is pure. That is one of the statements and the understanding whether the person accepts it or not, whether he buys into being from their jamaat or not. This is what they used to say. And this is the final result of misunderstanding this particular issue. So now what we want to do is we want to explain the statement of Imam al-Humaydi rahmatullahi alayhi without getting too deep. Because the goal and the objective is for this class to be a dhikr and a tafkir, a reminder for what you already know, to polish up what you already know. And it's also designed to touch the mind and the heart and the spirit of the new revert, the brand spanking new revert or the brand new person who is just practicing Islam and they're looking for the correct way to understand the aqidah of the prophet of Islam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and what his companions were upon. May Allah azza wa jalla be pleased with all of them. As it relates to the statement of al-Iman, there are a few things we have to understand about al-Iman. Five things that you have to understand, you have to believe it. When it comes to al-Iman, there are five things. Number one, al-Iman consists of what you believe, your i'tiqad, your theology. Iman is your theology. It's not jurisprudence. It's not that. It's not a solo fiqh. It's not that. It is your theology, the i'tiqad, your belief, number one. Number two, it consists of statements, the statement of la ilaha illallah. And it also consists of actions, actions. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in an authentic hadith when a man asked him, Ya Rasulullah, tell me something that I only can ask you and no one else. So Prophet says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qul, amintu billahi thumma staqim. Say, I believe in Allah and then be upright in your actions. He didn't just say, say, I believe in Allah and that's it. I believe in Allah. No, it's important to say, I believe in Allah. But then you have to follow that up with the action. So Al-Iman, it is your aqidah, your i'tiqad, what you believe in your heart. Al-Iman consists of statements with your tongue 
And El Iman consists of actions that come out on your limbs. Number four, El Iman, faith, it increases. It increases when you obey Allah Azza wa Jal. And it decreases, it goes down when you disobey Allah Azza wa Jal. Those five simple points. Iman is in your heart, your aqidah, your itiqad. Iman is from your statements. A person wants to come into the religion of Islam. And when they want to come into the religion of Islam, they refuse to say, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. He writes on a piece of paper, he says, I believe in this, wallahi, but I refuse to say it. As long as he has the ability to say it and he refuses to say it, he won't become a Muslim. He won't become a Muslim. And here the hadith, إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ is not applicable to him. Where he says, in my heart, I believe in it. This is my, I believe in it. No, you have to come out and you have to say that in order to come into this religion. And then number three, the third thing is you have to work with and by your actions. And number four, it goes up. It increases when you obey Allah and it decreases when we disobey Allah. As for the proof of these issues, and as I mentioned, it is a pretty important issue. But as for the proofs of these issues, first of all, some of the companions came to the Prophet of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they wanted to know, Ya Rasulullah, there were some of your companions, our brothers, who used to face Jerusalem when they used to pray. And then they died before the command came down from Allah to turn our faces from Jerusalem and to pray towards Mecca. So we want to know what's going to happen to those brothers of ours that were facing towards Jerusalem and they never prayed towards Mecca. And this is an example of the companions and their hirs and their desire to learn, their desire to know what's going on and to be students of knowledge. And as the Prophet says, If Allah wants good for a person, he gives them comprehension and understanding of the deen. And the role of asking questions is paramount in learning. You have to ask questions. So all of those ayahs come. They ask you about the woman's period, akramakumullah. They ask you about what should they spend. They ask you about the ahilla, the new moons. They ask you about this. They ask you about the spirit, the ruh. These ayat, they ask you about, it's a sign and indication of how the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, used to have this hirs to find out and to learn what was the ruling and what was the final outcome of those people. The Prophet ﷺ did not speak from his own accord, but Allah Ta'ala revealed the answer to that question in the Qur'an. And that is the statement of Allah, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ إِيمَانَكُمْ Allah would never cause your iman to be lost. The word that was used, Allah will not cause your faith to be lost. Any of you. So Allah called al-iman or he called salat. The question was, those people didn't pray, Ya Rasulullah, so what's the situation? Allah said he won't allow their salat to be lost and he called the salat the iman. He called the salat the iman. So that's a proof and a delil that salat, which is an action, 
is from Al-Iman because the Prophet ﷺ called Salat Iman. Another example of that is the delil that Al-Imam Al-Bukhari used to bring in other scholars where Allah said, on this day, I have completed for you your deen. And I have completed for you my ni'mah. Al-Imam al-Bukhari and those other scholars, rahmatullahi alayhim, they used to say the fact that the deen was not complete at one time, at a particular time, then it's a sign and indication that what is not complete, it is open to being decreased. You are not able to reach the complete total level of Al-Iman because the religion had been complete up until that point. Another example of that, and there are many, is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam taslimin kathira when he said, Al-Iman bid'un wa sittuna sha'ba fa'afdaluha qawlu la ilaha illallah wa adnaha he said, faith is 60-something branches, degrees, levels. Another narrator said, it is 70-something branches, degrees, or levels. The highest branch, the highest level of al-iman is a person saying, la ilaha illallah, qawlu la ilaha illallah. The lowest branch of Al-Iman is picking something harmful off of the street, out of the street, taking it out of the way. So the highest level is your statement, the action, saying La ilaha illallah. And the lowest branch of Al-Iman is taking something harmful out of the pathway of the people, whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims. And that's an action. So the Prophet wasallam went on to say, and Al-Hayat, is a branch of faith and having shyness and modesty, which is in the heart. It is a branch of faith. So this hadith of the Nabi wasallam, it encapsulates all of what we mentioned about the three aspects of Al-Iman. Al-Iman is your statement. La ilaha illallah. Al-Iman is actions, picking up something harmful out of the road. If a person passes something by, and it can harm people, and it is in the road, and he just leaves it there, then that is a sign and indication that he has weakness in his iman. And then the third thing he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, al-haya, al-haya is in your heart. Al-haya is in your heart. It is from the actions of the heart. So the heart has statements, and the heart has actions. From the actions of the heart is to have tawakkul, it's to have al-muhabba, to love Allah Azawajal, to have al-raja, al-khawf, to be afraid, to have hope. And also al-hayat. So this hadith shows the three things that al-iman is in. It is in the statement, it's in your heart, and it's also manifested on a person's limbs. In addition to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always mentioning in the Quran, wal-asr. Allah is always mentioning that in the Quran. Except those who believe and they do righteous deeds. He doesn't say, except for those who believe, and he leaves it like that. He said, except for those who believe and they do the righteous deeds. All of mankind, 
is in a state of loss. Except those people who have Iman. Iman Billahi. Wa malaikatihi. Wa kutubihi. Wa rasulihi. Wa al-akhir. And al-Iman and the Qadr. The khair of it and the evil of it. The sweet of it as well as the sour aspects and portions of it. So as it relates to this issue of al-Iman, there are a number of adilla from the authentic sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam and also from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we have shared with you and as we have mentioned. Before moving on, inshallah, to the issue of how we know that al-Iman increases and decreases from the Qur'an, the sunnah, and the many statements of the salaf of this ummah, it's important, brothers and sisters, especially you new practicing Muslims, you new reverts, you new students of knowledge, in learning your aqidah, it's really important that you understand that we don't find and we never heard, we never read with all of the desire that the companions had to learn and to know their religion and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon delil and proofs and based upon worshiping Allah in a way where there's no takalluf. You are not going overboard. You're not making things unnecessarily difficult for yourselves. We never found, never heard, never read where a single companion of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to delve into the details of these issues. They never said to the Prophet of Islam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, where is the delil that Al-Iman consists of actions? Where is the proof, Ya Rasulullah, of the role of the tongue when it comes to stating what a person's believing in? They didn't say that because it was well understood by that. And this is why Abdullah, Ibn Mas'ud, he mentioned, and I share this with you because we have to always remember it, it is going to come up, inshallah, in the next fundamental after this one, inshallah, azzawajal. Abdullah, Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he divinely chose Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make him his rasul. So Prophet Muhammad is Mustafa al-Mukhtar. Allah divinely chose him and he didn't choose anyone else to be his Nabi and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's a great ni'mah that Allah bestowed upon him. Abdullah bin Mas'ud went on to say, and Allah also chose divinely his companions, Radwanullahi alayhim ajma'een, so that they can be his ashab, so that they can be his companions. He made them, he made them, Allah made them his wuzara. Allah made these companions his ministers. Allah made these companions his helpers, his ansar, and his wuzara. And then Abdullah bin Mas'ud went on to say, so therefore, what the companions see as being hasana, good, pure, right and exact, then that thing is hasana with Allah. And whatever the companions see as being wrong, it's a mistake, it's dirty, it's bad, then it's wrong, it's dirty, it's bad with Allah. As long as all of them are in agreement on that particular thing being good, then it's good with Allah. They are all muttafiqun, mujtami'un. That that thing is bad, then wallahi, it is bad with Allah. The Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
لن تجتمع أمتي على الضلالة ما أمة will never have a consensus and agree on something that is incorrect you and the people in your local mosque I along with the people in my local mosque we are not going to come together and collectively say something that is halal is haram nor are we going to say something that is haram has become halal this is something that is impossible impossible so the shahid min al-kalam the companions none of them started to say actions are not from al-iman if you commit a major sin then you go outside of the religion the person is between al-manzilatain he's between not being a believer and a place where he's not a kafir neither he's not a mu'min a muslim and he's not a kafir he's somewhere i don't even know where that place is but some people from this ummah came up with these statements said he's not a muslim a one the one who makes a major mistake he doesn't have iman but he's not a kafir neither what 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 place is that what place is that is that the place that catholic people believe in is that that place inshallah azawajal will continue the second part of today's lesson inshallah in the next clip barakallahu fikum wa ahsanallahu ilaykum assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh this recording was produced by green lane masjid for more information on the activities and services the mosque provides please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org